You are listening to WERA 96.7 FM, Arlington, Virginia. This is your girl Yazzie Speaks on another episode of Millennial Minds. This evening, we have one of my dear friends, Miss Lorna Finn, model, blogger, and PCOS advocate. Hi, Lorna. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, a.k.a. System of Curves. Yes. Yes, so I'm excited to have you. There's so much to talk about. Um, but tell us, tell us a little bit, tell us about yourself, um, your, your, some of your background, um, and then we'll talk about PCOS because um, I think it's so admirable that you're an advocate for PCOS and, and that you're verbal about it. That's not something we typically hear about or not something I typically hear about or hear people right. talking about or being verbal about, right? Um, so there's probably a lot of stigma and taboo. But yeah, tell us who you are, where you're from, what you do, and we'll take it from there. I am professionally, I work for the government as a contracting officer with GSA, and I've been doing that for the past seven years. Okay, now what's GSA? GSA is the General Services Administration. Okay. I used to work for NIH, so um, that's the National Institutes of Health. So you're a little brainiac. Yeah, just Okay, I love it. I ain't no shame. Ain't no shame, girl. Just a little bit. And I'm originally <laughs> from um, Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. And I migrated to the D.C. area in 2010 to pursue my career. And Your career, your in government or? Yes, okay. In government. And so by being up here, um, you know, I'd always wanted to enter modeling. I always wanted to be a plus size model. And I just didn't know how to do that until I moved here and I, you know, became, you know, introduced to you and some other ladies in the curvy community. And in going through that and discovering more about having PCOS, I felt like I needed to be a representation for that segment of women because of everything that PCOS encompasses. Mm -hmm. So I started my blog actually a few years later, officially started it towards the end of last year because... I felt confident that I had a voice to speak on it because I was a little afraid to talk about my struggles with it because it's so personal to me and it requires opening up and being vulnerable to yes, the public. Right. And, you know, sometimes that can be difficult because you don't know how you're going to be received mm -hmm. if that's open. So, you know, after much, much thought, much prayer, and just much discussion with other people, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take my blogging Seriously, I'm going to take my modeling to another level because I wanted to be on a platform to motivate women like me who felt ashamed. They felt ashamed of, you know, their condition and the things that they were going through as women. Mm -hmm. So that's when System of Curves was born. I changed my name a couple of times on Instagram, mm -hmm. but I was like, System of Curves encompasses PCOS, mm -hmm. what I go through with there, and being curvy. So tell us, for those of us who don't know, what is PCOS? What what does that acronym stand for? Um, what are some of the, like, about how many American women, roughly, or out of out of X amount of number of women, deal have, have it? Um, what are some of the symptoms? How did you even find out? Like, how did you find out that you ha had it? Okay, so... I'll start with the acronym, and then I'll talk about how I found out. So um, PCOS stands for polycystic ovarian syndrome. Mm -hmm. And essentially what that means is that you have cysts that are inside of your ovaries. 
that cause hormonal imbalances within your endocrine system. And some of the symptoms of that are infertility. In fact, PCOS is the number one cause for infertility in women. Wow. It causes an inability to lose weight in many cases. Mm -hmm. Or if you're on the other side of it, like Gabrielle Union and some of the other ones, it's hard to gain weight. And that is one of the reasons. And I remember her publicly speaking about being infertile and not being able to carry a child because PCOS does cause that in women. Um, it causes male pattern hair loss in the head, mm-hmm. um, anxiety, depression, cystic acne, so is varying issues with just your skin. And it causes you to grow hair because if you, depending on what type of PCOS you have, you have more testosterone built up in your system. Mm-hmm. So I can't remember her name, but if you've seen the young lady, she's Middle Eastern. She has a full beard. Yes, yes. I've seen her on, on like YouTube and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She has PCOS and that's <sighs> why she has the beard because gotcha. it interferes with your hormonal system. Mm. And so for me, when I was 23 years old, I gained 70 pounds within a year mm-hmm. uncontrollably. I didn't know what was going on. And then one day I thought I was having a, a your normal period mm-hmm. and I bled for eight months. Wait, it was going on for that long? Yes. Could the doctors at the time, because <sighs> oh. you know, this was I'm 33 now, so 10 years ago, PCOS was very, very new in terms of diagnosing it. Um. So no one could figure out what was going on. I was in and out of the doctor's offices, in and out of the emergency rooms because I just kept bleeding. And I remember, you know, telling my mom, the doctors told me I would need a blood transfusion mm-hmm. if I kept bleeding, if we couldn't get me to stop. And so she's scared and I started praying and one day it did stop. But I knew that that wasn't the end of me needing to find out what was going on with my body, why I gained all this weight. And, you know, I was sexually active at the time. So then maybe I was like, well, was was I pregnant? Did I have a miscarriage of that nature? And come to find out when I moved home, I went to my childhood doctor, childhood gynecologist from college. And she looked at me and I was telling her my symptoms. She was like, let's test you for polycystic ovarian syndrome. Because she was from overseas and it had already been researched overseas more so than it had been in America. And as soon as we took my um, ultrasound, Mm -hmm. she saw the cyst on my ovaries. I had 15 on one, Mm. seven on the other. And the thing with PCOS is they're not on the outside, so you can't remove them. They're on the inside of your ovaries. And then we tested my blood to just see my hormonal levels. Mm -hmm. That's how I found out that I had PCOS, and that was the cause of my weight gain and just the differing issues that I was I was dealing with at that time coming out of college. And um, since then, it's just been a continuous trial and error trying to fully manage the symptoms, manage my health, and just stay positive because, you know, as women, we want to look good, feel good, right. feel great. Right. And being a woman of size and curvy, yeah. being told, one, that you may be infertile, we don't know yet. And then two, it's going to wow. be an uphill battle of you trying to lose weight. You have to take a different approach of accepting yourself because wow. it's not as simple as, okay, I'm going to do Weight Watchers or, you know, some of the yeah. other programs that help other people. Mm-hmm. Because of what's going on in your body, the hormones and everything. Mm-hmm. Wow. It won't necessarily help you. Wow. So it was definitely mm. a adjustment at a young age trying to 
realize that I'm not going to have the same path with my body as others, that mm-hmm. there are going to be moments where I'm not in control of myself and it will in control of my mm-hmm. body depending on how my hormones want to behave from day to day. I understand. So, wow. Like, thank you for being vulnerable and sharing your story. What, um, so once you fa- finally found out, you know, that, that you had these cysts and that was probably causing the bleeding or contributing to it, what, um, steps did you have to take or, or did you have to go to some sort of consultant or how did you find out? Okay, so now I understand that I'm sure there was a lot of trauma and things that you had to deal with mentally, internally, and spiritually. But in terms of okay, what do I do now? How how do I manage this? You know how how did you learn that? Who helped? Who did you? Who were you able to go to to figure that out? To be very very honest, when I was first diagnosed, um, I didn't know what to do. You know because Mm -hmm. most of the doctors at that point in time, we're like, you need to focus on losing weight. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, but you already told me it's difficult to lose weight. So how do I go about losing weight? Now, why were they telling you to lose weight? Like, was it because of blood pressure? Was it because, you know what I'm saying? Like, why, no, what was the thing? No, the thing, the caveat with PCOS is that weight loss is supposed to help the symptoms. It's supposed to help bring your hormones in balance. But then the catch 22 is mm-hmm. that, it's difficult for you to lose weight. So you're you're like, you want me to lose weight, but it's difficult. Where is the medium to where I can get one to help the other? You know? I got you. So, you know, the doctor at the time was just like, okay, we're going to put you on metformin because metformin is a diabetic medication. And another symptom that I forgot to mention earlier with PCOS is most women are pre-diabetic because you're insulin resistant. So the insulin in your body doesn't work because of the hormonal imbalance. Whoa. Yes, that put me at pre-diabetes. Oh my goodness. For for a decade. And And you didn't know. Had no idea. Oh wow. And so if you don't burn off, if your insulin doesn't work and you don't burn off the extra sugar in your body, you get the characteristic, I call it the cystic belly. Most women with PCOS have the same shape. We're very, very midsection heavy. And you could be normal looking everywhere else, but you have the cystic stomach. And so I had that really, really bad then. And I was just like, now it makes sense as to why I could never get the mm-hmm. stomach off because I'm insulin resistant. So... At that point in time, I didn't have a lot of people to talk to because a lot of women didn't know that they had it or have it because doctors didn't know to check Mm. for it. Wow. In recent years, now it's being checked for because of the high rate of infertility and changes because it starts at adolescence. And now I walk up to women now more so like I have PCOS too thank you for talking about it oh my god I got PCOS too but back then when I was diagnosed no I was one no knew. one had it around me so really, or they I, might have but you just wouldn't you just probably wouldn't, wouldn't know wow it took I, I did a lot of research I started googling I started reading articles like I said NIH is the National Institutes of Health so mm-hmm. they had a lot mm-hmm. of health studies that they were conducting on adolescent girls and young women and so I would start reading the results reading the things that were working or not working with them and realizing that I had to make a full lifestyle change and that's not easy you know because I wasn't ready I was young so I was just like I don't really want to give up eating my favorite foods 
listen i know (laughs) going you know to wendy's late night and getting my frosty and fries and dipping them like i don't Mm want to change these habits I want to feel like everyone else, you know, especially in college or coming out of college. I want to eat like all my friends. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to be like, oh, you guys can go eat that and I'm going to just have a salad. It's fine. Yeah. If we're out hanging, doing whatever we're doing, I want to eat what you eat. Right. So it was a huge mental adjustment that I had to make, too, because I realized I was emotionally connected to food. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm happy, I want to eat. Mm-hmm. When I'm sad, I want to mm-hmm. eat. You know, I would celebrate through food. Mm-hmm. And so it took really understanding that this was a life or death situation. And I say that because when PCOS is not managed well, it leads to, it can have, it leads to stroke. It can lead to heart disease. A lot of people get diabetes. Actually, um, wait, what can lead to stroke and heart disease? P- PCOS when it's not managed well. Oh, goodness. Especially because you're pre-diabetic already. And some of it's going to be inevitable because 20% of the women who have PCOS do get diabetes, depending on how bad their insulin resistance is. Mm. And you did ask a question about how many women have it. It's one in 10 women. So it's about 10%. Wow. Um, Now they um, speculate about 10 to 15 million women worldwide have it. And probably more, but they just have not been diagnosed yet because, you know, they don't know to ask certain questions of the doctor or demand like I need you to check my blood work and look at my hormone levels and let me know what you see Mm -hmm. you know a lot of times women just don't know that they could have it they just think that their bodies are going through the change or different things of that nature and another big indicator I'm sorry no it's good this is good is irregular menstruation so I your see. periods being irregular. Mm. So a lot of women with PCOS don't have regular periods or don't get it at all, which, you know, for women, you're supposed to get it. It's not healthy not to get it unless you're on you know birth control or mm-hmm. something, but you're supposed to have one. And that's another big indicator. And when I look back on my childhood, I remember my period started to become irregular around 15 and me and my mom didn't understand but now that there's more research done, if it ever happened with my daughter, I would know immediately we need to check for this mm-hmm. because if it's caught early, you can improve the quality of life of your child. I but see. when you find out in adulthood, it attacks you much more aggressively. W- right. Because, you know, as women, we're going through changes constantly and some things start to slow down. So it's really more of a battlefield when you find out as an adult so yeah it's definitely not easy the anxiety and depression that can come from it because again of the chemical and hormonal imbalances Mm -hmm. you know women with pcos go through more than people realize um and i felt like a guinea pig to all of it which is what led me to blog about it because i had been dealing with it a lot longer than Mm -hmm. people that's that was my next question like how you got into the blue how because it had been seemed like there was like a 10 year 10 year 10 9 8 9 year gap or so from between when you found out Mm -hmm. and now that you're you're being verbal vocal and writing about it and talking about it what made you decide either what made you decide or inspired you to actually be vocal about it and become an advocate and 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 blog about it your your journey I think, you know, when I started modeling and 
I'll be honest, you know, you're a model, you understand that, you know, even within the plus size community of models, there's a certain size that's more desirable than others. Yes. 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 To be taken seriously. Yes. Yes. In the yes. industry. And so when I started, you know, I felt like people were misjudging my my appearance, thinking that, you know, oh, you, you must not be taking this seriously. You must not be serious about your platform and I'm like no I, I I have something that you know isn't easy to deal with and although I know that I'm not sample size I still feel like I have a representation to represent in this community oh yes definitely suffer like me like if I if I could get to you know a smaller size easily I I would you know mm-hmm. just because I, not me always, too you know you want to be too, healthy honey. And, of course, when you have dreams and aspirations, you want to be able to fit those into those dreams and aspirations. And so going through that and just listening to women, you know, body shame themselves mm. and just feel guilty about certain things and the difficulties about, you know, weight loss and just self-esteem. I was like, you know what? I want to blog. I want to really address, you know, just the challenges of being curvy. And then I started hearing women talk about PCOS and endometriosis and other hormonal issues that they're going through. Mm -hmm. And I found myself within the community before I started blogging, assisting, just talking, encouraging, letting women know the steps I'm taking. Like, oh, I suffer from hormonal issues too. This is what I do. Oh, you have hypothyroidism. Now, how how do you find out that these women... Are, are dealing with these different hormonal issues? Is this something that they, that happens in conversation or in like focus groups or, you know, where, where does the, where do these conversations happen? How does this information come out? You know, it would happen just in conversation. Really? See, you know, at a casting and it's like, girl, I want to lose weight. Oh. I have X, Y, Z. And it's like, oh, I have this. And we would have the conversations and then it would pull other women in. That's amazing. It would be someone like, oh, girl, I suffer from PCOS. And then my heart would jump like, you do too. You do too. So I found myself in a way ministering to women, keeping them encouraged mm. about still seeing the beauty in themselves, even though these You're going to make me happy. cry, Laura. No, don't cry. No, no, in a good way. Oh. I'm listening. So, you know, I found myself ministering and encouraging women and then having women message me like, Lorna, thank you for just taking that time to talk to me. I feel better. You know, it's a day-to-day, you know, struggle, but thank you for X, Y, Z. So I said, you know, God, I need this. This is my voice. I need yes. to represent. You found your voice. You yes. found your niche. I found you found niche. some of your purpose and your, it's yes. so beautiful. Thank you. And so mm. I felt like I needed to represent women who wake up every day and struggle to love themselves because of these medical conditions, because of PCOS, because of anything that's going on in their life that Mm. doesn't make them feel pretty. And so through that, when I started late last year and up until now, I've had women message me like, one of the most beautiful moments that happened during my blogging is I had a woman who booked her first photo shoot and she was like, I don't want to model, but looking at you and listening to your voice just made me want to feel pretty. And I wanted to see what I could look like in pictures just to hang around my house to remind myself that I'm beautiful. And for me, that's so fulfilling to know that 
what I do and what I speak on and openly talking about my struggles inspires someone else mm-hmm. to feel great, feel beautiful, to wake up and like, if Lorna can do it at her size and not care about the world's judgment of her, I can do it in my everyday life, in my everyday walk. I can make something different to make myself feel more loved and to feel confident that's why I wanted to speak on it because I'm just like, you know, I wake up every day like everyone else. I struggle every day with PCOS. I struggle. So there, there are times where I'm just like, God, I step on that scale and I'm like, I'm doing everything I think I yeah. can do. You know, my hormones are this or I go to the doctor. They're like, oh, this is up. That's up. And I'm like, but I still have to feel beautiful and strong enough to continue the journey. Right. And instill that going. into someone else. That's so, so powerful. You know, wow. it's just so important to me for young mm-hmm. girls and women to see that because we don't see enough of us accepting ourselves for what we are and yes. spreading that self-love yes. to encourage someone else to love themselves. Yes. So it's so yes. important to me. Oh, man, that's so beautiful. And and you're you're correct. Everything you're saying is correct. And I totally know. You know, I remember uh, there was this journalist and she was small, you know, smaller than way smaller than us, you know, and beautiful young lady, beautiful, natural hair and very, very curvaceous body. And she was being body shamed on the Internet and everything. And yo, big time. Yeah. And she came out, came out with a video kind of like clapping back and everything. And that sort of went viral. Um, and, and there have been so many instances. And I. Even though, even though with the plus size industry, fashion industry, mm-hmm. um, I, 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 I support the movement. I support the women. I love to see us working. Um, right. However, I do believe that there is there is much room for growth Absolutely. and there's much room for expansion and not just to put all women who are over, let's say, a size 16 or 18 as quote unquote extended sizes like okay that's cool fine if that's what we're calling these sizes but behind the women there are store each all the women there are stories and the fact that you I mean this is so amazing it's like a gold mine you're a gold mine in the and I just appreciate I want to take the time genuinely because to be honest I didn't really know the full extent of of the um how do you say the um side effects that come from PCOS or any other uh, hormonal issues that women may have or encounter and and some of it is not it it it's something you're born with or or Absolutely. oftentimes and i had no idea and so it's so sad that society can be so shallow and so quick just to look at someone and say oh you know you're this and you're that and you're lazy you're unhealthy blah 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 you don't take this seriously and they have little to no idea what is happening inside of our of our bodies exactly. um yeah and that's why i felt like and i've prayed on it a lot that i was like god i have i have to represent that voice because i want the culture to stop immediately judging someone off of their appearance. I want people to understand that there are certain things that are outside of your control and I'm living proof that, you know, me being curvy is outside of my control 90% of the time. Like, of course, you know, we all can do better at times with our health. We all can do better at times with our nutrition. But literally, it has been a battle to just lose you know five pounds and when I would 
go into these groups of women with PCOS on Facebook or these chat rooms and to hear a woman say, it took me six months just to lose 20, mm-hmm. it took me this long, that long with PCOS, or if you have hypothyroidism mm-hmm. and you feel like the fatigue, the um, you're constantly tired because again, your hormones aren't working like the next person's. I was like, God, I have to sit here and represent these women so that they feel like they have a voice and they have someone to look up to and aspire to be. We have Michelle Obama in our community. Mm-hmm. We have so many strong women that we can look up to for various things. Yes. Who's going to represent those women who are judged about wow. their that have health conditions outside of their control? And I said, let me walk into this lane because I need you to understand you're not alone. When you wake up and your hormones are off or when you wake up and you're not sure you're trying to get pregnant and you are having difficulty, you need to know that there's someone representing your voice that gets it, that understands Mm -hmm. that it is tough when you're losing hair. Because, you know, I had people ask me, what made you wear weave? I think, you know, your hair texture is beautiful. They don't know that I would go through balding and I would cut my hair down to a buzz cut because I needed to blend the bald spots. So I started wearing units so that I could feel feminine Mm -hmm. because I feel like PCOS snatches your femininity from you at times. Mm -hmm. To know that, and even though I'm single and I don't have a husband yet, but to not know. That's a key word, husband yet. Right. Girl, me too. (laughs) I'll be able to conceive easily is Mm -hmm. a scare, scare of mine because I've always wanted to be a mother. And it's just like, who's representing that voice? Those women so who are deep. sad, those women who are waking up discouraged, those women that are trying to lose weight and know that they can't do it easily because they don't know what's happening within their bodies from day to day. And it's so many women in this community that have it. They have come up to me that are like, Lorna, thank you, because I don't know what to do first to do this. Or mm-hmm. how did you stop getting your face to break out? Or how are you so comfortable within yourself? to take a picture because I feel so ashamed Mm -hmm. because I can't stop gaining weight right now. There has to be a voice for those women because it's hard. It's so much harder than people realize. And as women, we are so picked apart by society about our bodies. Really badly. Really badly. And even people in our own lives. Y'all, this is the first time I'm breaking out, maybe the second, I'm breaking out crying in an interview. Lorna, woman listen you are anointed and i thank god for your life and i thank god for your 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 courage and your strength and your bravery and i know that your story is going to continue to touch many 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 women's and people's lives um we could keep going we are both (laughs) crying because i know how it feels i i may not have hormonal but I know how stressful it's been with like my blood pressure trying to figure out what is going on with my body and weight loss is a struggle it is a struggle and even though I'm intentional about intentional just because like people don't understand you can be very intentional about your health about your exercise and your eating and you still like struggle right so anyway girl we're gonna have to bring you back because our time (laughs) is up but tell us your um, where we can find your blog and give us your handles uh, on Instagram and wherever else, Twitter, Snapchat, and then, uh, you know, website, all that information where we can find you. Absolutely. So my website is systemofcurves.com, and that is spelled C-Y-S-T-U-M 
systemofcurves.com. That's my same handle on Instagram is systemofcurves. And on Twitter, I go by she goes by Lolo. But if you put system of curves into Twitter, you'll be able to find me that way. And I forgot to add this, but I will be speaking on a panel at the TCOF, TCF, excuse me, uh-huh. TCF Style Expo. Now, what does TCF stand for? The Curvy Fashionista okay. Style Expo. Oh, congratulations. Thank when you. is that? It is August 11th and 12th. Okay. And the panel discussion is navigating at size 20 and above (sighs) so that I can talk about this and just, you know, provide insight on how to really find your niche in your lane right where you are. So I'm really excited about that as well. That is so awesome. Lorna, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we're excited for your journey. And there's so much more in store for you. And that husband is coming and he is going to love you. He is going to love every inch of you internally, externally, spiritually. And you all are going to work through that. And, you know, God, you know, he's a miracle worker, as we know. And you may have your own biological children or but regardless, you you already are a mother of many people, many women and young girls. And you will continue and you will be a mother. You will have a family. I believe that for you. Just continue walking the path that God has for you. Y'all, we both cry. <laughs> Let's wrap up. We're going to wrap up. We're going to stop here. Um, thank you all. You are listening to WERA 96.7 FM, Arlington, Virginia. This is your girl Yazzie Speaks on Millennial Minds. Till next time, peace.